This is The Beige and the Bold, and today we are watching Lessons. I'm Van Velding, and I watched this episode when it originally aired. And I'm Anna. I uh, did not watch this episode when it originally aired. Um, Not sure what year this uh, came out, but I was probably like... Uh, probably 93. 93? Oh, then I was not born. Um, <laughs> oh. So okay. so this episode, uh, in fact, came out before I was born, but um, I've been a Star Trek fan for uh, several years now. I watched through um, all of the shows with uh, my dad and my sister. Oops, sorry, totally smashed my table there. Hold on. Uh, okay. Watched through all the shows uh, with my dad and my sister, and we sort of like worked through it from the original series all the way up through... Um, Enterprise, uh, Enterprise is not as bad as everybody says it is. This is the hill I will die on. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's bad, but it's not that bad. Was that, it's was that it's like a hill worth dying pun? on. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, uh, so that's, that's kind of my, my Trek experience, uh, was as, like, someone who's older uh i mean we sort of we grew up watching the uh original series movies because we had them on vhs but like i never watched any of the shows really until i was older we only had star trek 4 on vhs i watched that a lot oh yes the best one it's the only one you need (laughs) i'm sorry the one with the whales it was the one the The one with the whales yes (laughs) um so yeah you ready Yes. All right. And three, two, one, engage. So um, you said this was Disney-ish in the pre-roll? Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Um, you know, it's it's kind of like like the same energy as, as Disney because they take they take a lot of shortcuts uh, the, the same way Disney sort of does when when they uh uh want to set up a romance and they want to do it quickly you do a song um so (laughs) yes later in the episode there's a point where they they do a they play a song together and it's i think it's it's kind of a brilliant way to shortcut saying these two people have a connection like it's interesting and this antagonism that we get, I think, is also something Disney commonly uses. Because that's mm-hmm. the we start out Yes. Because nothing, nothing that Picard wants to do, he can do. Because the computer's mm-hmm. offline. And the, I mean, he has a book, but he can't even get... T- it seems like, like there would have been an announcement. <laughs> there would have been like, all hands, I, yes. replicators are going offline yes. from 0200 to 0300 Tuesday morning. Right, right. Like, okay, um, even, even you know, our our current technology, if somebody's, you know, going to, if a website is going offline, if, if an app is going offline, if anything is going offline, they tell you ahead of time saying, hey, we're doing maintenance, like, from this time to this time on this day, just so you know. Yeah. So it, it, it feels a little bit like, like, obviously it's manufactured. This is a show. We all know it's, it's yeah. scripted just just for you know being what it is he's the captain he should absolutely know when these these things are going offline 
Yeah, I just I, I feel like oh, you skim Riker's reports one time and take an afternoon nap, and suddenly you don't know what astrophysics is up to. <laughs> yeah, like oof. Oh, okay. Also, all right. And there are there are teenagers on this ship, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Like lock the door, lady. I'm sorry, lock the door, commander. <laughs> My bad. Yes. Yeah. But. Hey, hey. No disrespect in this house. Okay, but um, but yeah, this is uh, I think as you put it, a meat cute. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, they they kind well, of okay. meet in there. Yeah. Granted, I just sort of realized she said it's three o'clock in the morning. So, yeah. like, it's entirely possible that this is in fact like oh. This is supposed to be like the the time where things go off offline for for fixing stuff, but oh, yeah. again, he really should have known. But oh yeah, he should have known. I mean, th- this absolutely, is this is absolutely. definitely as an administrative issue. It's it's him. He's the captain. <laughs> He's um, the biggest. Yes, yeah. This is a huge red flag yeah. for their their you know bureaucratic system. Yeah, I mean. Maybe teenagers in the future are well-behaved enough that they don't run into astrophysics because they can't get Mountain Dew for their late-night gaming I session. mean, I'm not a teenager, and I would run into astrophysics to to complain that I can't get my Mountain Dew. Um. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, But anyway, she, um, she negs his tea and gives him different tea. Yep, yep. <laughs> And sleep. and this comes back around to like when the lights first came up and like she turned around, uh, the the, I I it seems rude to say dollar store or Beverly Crusher, but the way she's styled is very like dollar store Beverly Crusher. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's you know the hair and like kind of reddish, uh, and it just is, sort yeah. of like. Like, you know, she definitely has the same vibe, which in my mind means either uh, Picard has a distinct type. It's possible. Or yeah. the writers were like, hey, uh, we want to do this about Crusher. And then they were told they couldn't do it about Crusher. So they were like, uh, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll get the closest thing we can possibly get to Crusher. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it does have that feel. I didn't think about it simply because there were a bunch of implicit assumptions there um, where. Yes. Yeah. You're like, OK, so it's a high it's a high level person. He can't he can't go out with a lieutenant. Um, it's a little mm-hmm. questionable that he's going out with a commander. but We'll get to that. And <laughs> so it's like someone fairly high ranking. They're in charge of their own department. Well, it can't be security. Um, it can't be mm-hmm. engineering. So you're like, well, one thing we don't have on this gosh darn senior staff is a science officer. So then they're a science officer and like, oh, well, she has to be pretty. And then they cast her in the ballpark of him age wise, which is comforting. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't take that for granted. Um, Yeah, that that is very uh, I, I will say I I find it heartening when watching Next Gen that so many of his love interests are within his age range 
which yeah. is very refreshing, especially for a show made in the 90s. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think she was 40. But I mean, considering the fact mm-hmm. that, okay, she's wearing a blue uniform, she's an attractive woman in her 40s, maybe the casting people have a type. Um, the very <laughs> narrow Hollywood you know, that preconceptions. Is, that is also for... entirely possible. That is also entirely possible. I do find it interesting that they chose to give her that reddish auburn hair. Um, yeah. Since a lot of times uh, in casting, they'll they'll go, okay, uh, we've got we've got uh, uh, we've got a brunette, we've got a redhead. Um, okay, this one has to be blonde. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Doctor Crusher wears a wig um, for later seasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. It- uh, it's not like Gates McFadden doesn't have great hair. I'm just saying a, a woman with a lot of mm-hmm. hair can wear a wig. Um, Wendy yeah. Hughes is a natural yeah. redhead. She went, uh, Commander Darren's played by Wendy Hughes. Um, very mm-hmm. red hair. She's actually a big deal in Australia. Um, oh. But yeah, yeah, you that. can just give her a wig. Yeah, I did not know that either. I was, yeah. I was researching for this episode and she's actually like a big <laughs> deal. Um, I think the only American thing she's known for is like this and Princess Caribou. Um, Princess mm. Caribou is kind of a deep cut, though. But yeah. Anyway, um, I I so want to yeah, point out, um, really quick, they're eating food here, and Crusher says that she likes, like, like because you know she's she's new to the crew, and Crusher says that she does like uh uh the the new like science chief. Yeah. And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, she's great. She's very forthright and, like, all this stuff. But then later on this same episode, there's that <laughs> weird tension between them. So the only, you know, the only explanation is just that it, what changed? it things changed between Picard and, and her. Yeah. Which is, like, a, so. yet another, like, advertent, like... Like it's nod to, yeah, to to like the fact that a crusher is into Picard. Yeah, which which she is, and they've established. But at the same time, she doesn't have to be petty mm-hmm. about it. Um, yeah, I exactly. Like ca- I feel like Crusher and Picard have each other on the hook. Um, yes, and that's awful um, for people to do to each other. To be like, oh, I just want you around in case mm-hmm. I need to date you one day. Yeah. Um, and that's not how it should be, Will Riker. Like, it's not how, mm-hmm. how your exes should be. You should just be like, well, yeah. I'm not going to be with, not exes, but your romantic interest should be either I'm interested and I'm pursuing or, you know, there's mm-hmm. no connection. I can't, I can't have this. Yeah. Um, uh, just some, some great uh, camera placement to make sure that nobody sees <laughs> that she does not know how to play the piano. Yeah. It's, it's, it's beautiful stuff. <laughs> right. See, and they're going to do a pan the magic over of here. Television. Pan. Cuts off her hands and then yep. boom, flicks right up to watch a different person playing the piano. Yep. Um, yep. Lots of little music tricks here with actors who don't know how to play instruments playing instruments. So it does remind me of the, uh, what is that, honest trailer for Star Trek The Next Generation where it talks about a lot of concerts. <laughs> a lot of concerts in this show. Listen, they're... I, I like to believe that um, we only see, like, the really highbrow concerts and stuff, but then, like, the rest of the week and, like, like because there's other stuff happening, I'm just like, okay, get me the, like, 
like Klingon metal musical like night where everybody sits around and listens to Worf just scream. Like, I think that'd be, that's a different night on the ship. Like, uh, yeah, we've got I'll, classical I'll, music, but there's other I'll, stuff. I'll <laughs> a little bit from the Netflix series, Agritsuka, which I love and, and go yes. with Beta Z heavy metal night. Um, which is just Deanna <laughs> just getting really deep in the throat, <laughs> screaming about yes. Beta Z problems. I, I approve of this. She listen, listen. She stands around. She listens to everyone else's emotional problems all all week. She deserves one night where she just gets to like let loose. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Data down there playing D and D at two a.m. because he doesn't sleep exactly you know i think uh if there's anything um uh lower decks is giving it's just the idea that there are other people just like living their (laughs) lives that are not uh commanders yeah that are outside of the senior staff i mean Mm -hmm. I, i don't know if you were talking about lower decks the episode or lower decks the series but they're both great examples of that yeah Yes, both, both. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, they've made a date to do, uh, to do some music together. Yes, and Picard's wearing this shirt. <laughs> so, Listen, I love I, Picard's uh, slutty pajama shirts more than anything. <laughs> I wish I owned an entire closet of them. I mean, they're they're classic. He wears them well. He I like double breasted shirts, but he's he's swapped it up. <laughs> yeah. It's two breasts on one side. I'm sorry, go on. Uh I can't remember. I, I think I was gonna choke something along the lines of like uh uh Patrick Stewart saying in his contract, like, no no no, I need to show this much chest per season. <laughs> And if you yeah. can't allow that, I'm walking. I mean... Because every time if, he's if relaxing, it it's always this, like, deep V. <laughs> yeah. So, and I mean, R- Riker's got some deep Vs, too. But they don't feel oh, as yeah, deep. yeah, no doubt. They don't feel as deep. Um, they need to let Worf wear some civilian gear. Please. Yeah. It's like, why is it just these two guys? I mean, Every it's time like they show it's... Worf and Data there. <laughs> well, it's like a uh, uh, DS Nine. Worf goes all the way to the uh, the sex planet, and he's like wearing his uniform while Jadzi is like swimsuit. <laughs> come on, dude, are you kidding me? I know, right? But the, I know, I know for that one, the production designers like we don't want to show a Cleon chest. I'm like, dude, Worf stabbed his brother. You know what they look like under there. <laughs> mixed up so anyway give Worf tiny little fins I don't know something give him give him something I guess that can probably go around to just uh, DS9 had such a small budget they were like we spent all three dollars on Odo sorry okay <laughs> I mean I, I know they spent a lot of money on Odo but uh I'm not currently aware of Deep Space Nine's budget woes, so I have a separate Deep Space Nine series. I haven't gotten deep enough for me to research all that. <laughs> so, um, 
So yeah, but, but these two, they're and playing music. We see here. Yeah, yeah. And this is this is what I was talking about earlier, where it's it's sort of the shortcut for showing when when people are like like they they have a connection they have chemistry because oh look they're they're you know playing music together they're they're sort of vibing together yeah and and to this and to this episode Patrick credit, Stewart yeah. actually playing <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah um but like they also put Picard on the back foot here he's he's the junior in mm-hmm. this relationship when it comes to music so he's um Okay, now now it's not Patrick Stewart playing anymore. That's <laughs> someone else's hands. I don't know yep. how they did it exactly. I don't know where the cut is. I yeah. assume his lips, but uh, yeah, yeah, that's not his hands. That so. is, n- it's not. It's definitely not. Oof. Yeah, you you just can't unsee it after you see it. It's 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 very um, it's very much. Um... <laughs> It, it looks like one of those improv exercises where someone stands behind you and acts as your arms. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, where they, they, they stand behind you and stick their their hands, like, under your armpits. And they're just like, yes, hello, it is I, a human person with hands. <laughs> um, right. I, I, I didn't know that was an improv <laughs> exercise, but it sounds like a good one. <laughs> um. You know, it's, it's, you know, they're coming together. They have this thing in common. Yes. They're yeah. And, and as much as I like to rag on, on the sort of Disney uh, uh, shortcut of it all, it is, it is well done. Like, like, and when you only have, you know, a 45 minute episode to establish yeah. a relationship, you need ways to, you know make sure the audience understands yeah these two are are like there there's they may not be like quote unquote like in love but there is there is a a spark there there's there's a reason why they are (laughs) getting together yeah Yeah. freaks absolutely killed the face journey at the end of that last scene um (laughs) But yeah, and, and and this is the scene. I agree with everything you were saying. I this is the scene that we yeah. just don't like because we don't know why at all. Yeah. Because Crusher's here and Commander Darren's here for whatever, and yeah, like, there's and so much tension. I, I think what's interesting about this is at this point, like Picard and her are not really like like official or anything. Yeah, she's got no hold and, on that. And they, so it's like they're friends and they have a history and there's something there, but right? Like, no. Yeah, there it's it's very name. catty and it's very like it's very unnecessary. Yeah, I mean, it it tells us that she feels they're getting closer, but I feel like we've done that already. Um, yeah. I don't know why she just can't go to Troy's death metal concert and tell her friend about it from the back row. <laughs> go and do a death metal duet with Deanna 
gets some <laughs> drinks afterwards, it, and whatever happens after that happens. Crusher, um, mm. <laughs> yeah. But that... yeah, and I I think we mm-hmm. we discussed previously about how this could this episode could have been worked well with a different senior staff member not not her yeah. but like like rather than making it a picard episode making it a a different um a different member of the senior staff yeah we like picard's flute we the inner light was a really good episode but the, by the mm-hmm. way the, the the jeffrey's tube crawlway on her over her shoulder is just a matte painting and you can see i it. love and it I, I i love that magic <laughs> um yeah when it works when it works yeah yeah because um, it's 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 like the the hand cut it's it's you don't see it unless you see it like yeah i i think maybe the the remastering maybe makes it a little more obvious but um Mm-hmm. But yeah, like definitely, we love Picard. We love what he's gone through. This is a great way to play into his past and give us some continuity. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, Geordi is a character who's desperately in need of command lessons. Um, he, he's introduced as a JG, then he's running mm-hmm. uh, engineering as a lieutenant, and then as a lieutenant commander. And yeah. there are a lot of command lessons that character could learn yeah. as someone who's yeah. just shot up the ranks. Um, but we don't, absolutely, we don't give this to absolutely, and I think it's. I I recall, uh, back in like season one, it's sort of implied that Jordy's got kind of a thing for Tasha Yar, but then of course that never goes anywhere because Tasha <laughs> well, yeah. dies. So it's thankful, very yeah. much I mean, like I'm sorry, it's it's not thankful like, that she dies. Jordy it's never thankful has. That go oh, anywhere. go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> I, I was, Th- that's what I meant to say. Sorry, please, please go on. <laughs> um, but yeah, and so it's like, like, and so every every other uh, relationship Jordy has, to my memory, uh, it's been a while since I've watched Next Gen. Uh, full disclosure, um, yeah. every other relationship Jordy has is not with another member of Starfleet. It's with like a. Uh, 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 Leah Brahms, it's with, uh, well, not even with her. It's her not weird hologram. No. Jordy, Jordy yeah. has issues um, in the way that they give him romance. And it's like, he's such a good character, but his romance episodes make you just like want to crawl out of your skin. Um, oh, yeah. Like, speak the, of the devil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One of the, one of his romance episodes is with an ensign who's accused of murder that he's investigating. Yes. Yeah. That guy is like 0 for 3. It's bad. Yeah, it's not it's not great. And I I would have loved to see an episode that deals with him as a commander like yeah, trying commander, yeah. to juggle these things. Yeah, yeah. So Although I, I so adore we, this hmm? little scene between Jordy and Data. <laughs> just like, oh, and just, oh, God, that, oh, they, this, that, that kiss is just the most awkward thing on the planet for me. I'm sorry. Um, just like the way that they're extremely posed is just like, <laughs> uh, there's nothing natural about that. There's nothing at all natural about that, like, posing. I, and the, the way it's shot. It's a little awkward, yeah. So, yeah. 
but it it establishes our relationship. Mm-hmm. Yes. And now we get our first wrinkle, and there are wrinkles in it, and it's great. Yes. Yeah. And I think it's it's interesting that uh, uh, I really love the way that Patrick Stewart acted that like portion with body language as well, because it's like literally um. turning away and like closing <laughs> off physically from from talking to her and she is still facing him where so it's like you can see right there with body language alone like where where this is going sort of thing yeah he he left her hanging emotionally Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. so and now uh so so we get a little bit of our firestorm plot which is just like a little thing business as usual it's in the background it's coming to us slowly, just like the problems with this relationship are. Mm-hmm. Um, and and we get a scene where Counselor Joy does some counseling. Yes, and we love her for that. We love to see her do her job and be listened to. <laughs> uh, and to have something to do. We contribute. love to see her in a uniform. Because the minute yeah. she got that uniform, suddenly she was 10,000 times more competent. And that's not... A D and a Troy problem, that's a writer's problem, but I digress. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it is worth mentioning that there's a lot of things that Star Trek does wrong um, mm-hmm. with regards to women and how it treats women. And yes. it's, it's despite that one scene of, of 24th century cattiness, barely restrained <laughs> tension, um, it has given us three women who are generally good at what they do, mm-hmm. who have fairly well-defined personalities. There is there is a Venn diagram for Crusher and Neela Darren, I admit. Um, <laughs> but they're still, I think, distinct people. Um, yes. And, and I think it, it should be, it, it should be said that even though the one scene where you have two women talking to each other in, in this episode is like weirdly catty. Yeah. But with both... Uh, his scenes with Crusher and his scene with Troy, Picard is very much like, like, I mean, gosh, with Deanna, he's literally, like, asking her for <laughs> advice and, like, hey, this is a thing, please help, where it's, like, he is absolutely listening to and respecting, like, her voice and, like, he even asks Crusher like what she thinks of of the new new science officer, so it's like it's clear that he respects the opinions of the women around him. Um, yeah. and, and which is something to, something to be said. And, and when he comes to apologize to her, um, mm-hmm. you know, no, no one's twisting his arm, no one's shaming him. He realizes he's done something yeah. wrong. Yeah, and he's like, like that's his baggage. His baggage is that mm-hmm. he's kind of standoffish. I just watched the final episode uh, the other day, and it's like, that's the deal. Like, at the end of that, he has to be like, I need to open myself up to you guys who've been my friends for seven years. Uh, yeah. And kind of yeah, open up my life to you. He's not good at Absolutely. That. Absolutely. And I think it, it I like, I like what you, what you pointed out there, where it's like, he does, it doesn't take somebody else saying, yo, what you just did was shitty for him to realize <laughs> that the way he, he acted in the elevator was the wrong thing to do. Um, yeah. Which is where I think this, this episode does like create a strong 
sense of relationship between the two of them, even in the limited time that it takes, because, yeah, he, he doesn't, he doesn't try to justify, like, his, his messed up, his mess ups sort of thing. He just sort of says, hey, I'm going to be honest with you about, like, the things I gotta get over, and hey... I lived an entire life and all I have left is this flu. Like, <laughs> like what, how do you respond yeah. to that in a relationship? But, you know, it's Star Trek. It's, I mean, yeah. it's, it's a wonderful continuity, I think, for Picard mm. as a character, especially since Next Gen, I think, has a lot of problems with character continuity when it comes to, like, others in the show. Um, um, like, I, I think their characters are pretty consistent. I just think sometimes it's consistently bad and they don't realize it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, but, you know, he he tells this personal story about himself and it makes him vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And that's part and... of the, the problem we have in the climax. Yes. Yeah. And I think this right here, this is another example of what is what goes wrong sort of thing because she she is very uh assertive she's very she's very assertive she's very very headstrong and she goes after what she wants um and i think in that way they almost like have created a character who the reason why she and Picard don't work out is because she and Picard are so alike that it's <laughs> like, like they can't, they can't both, you know, continue their career and be together, but neither of them are willing to like give up that aspect of themselves because that is what part of what defines them. So I think that's, like, yeah. part of what goes wrong in the relationship is very much a, she's like, she's like Lady Picard here. She's, she's very much like, hey, I'm, I'm going to tell you what I want and I'm going to get it. Um, and I'm going to do it in a very, you know, quietly assertive way. Yeah. Which is something very Picard-like. <laughs> um, Yeah. I think that's fair. Like, they both want to drive what's happening. Mm-hmm. And they can't... You can't both drive a car. That's not how that works. Yeah. So. Yeah. She she has the ambition and she's not willing to compromise. Um, but, but they're also both willing to talk about these, these little hiccups mm-hmm. as they come about. Um, yeah. Which, I, I don't I can't typify Star Trek fans. But it's an important mm-hmm. message. This is probably one of the... You know, despite all of the the uh, language of television, the shorthand they use to get us into this relationship, um, this is a relationship that develops quickly, has a lot of bumps, and they resolve it. You know, by talking about it because they both want it to work and mm-hmm. they want to understand each other. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's inappropriate this relationship, and Picard is way past this in his career. Um, mm-hmm. You know. Like the he's the captain of the ship. He shouldn't be dating people that are on the ship. He can have a an internet girlfriend or something. He doesn't need to, to date his <laughs> officers. So. 
Hey, hey, hey. Internet girlfriend quickly leads to hologram girlfriend, and we've we've trodden that path before, Jordy. Uh, but, so much. Um, so no, much. I... But yeah, it's definitely like... Like, having someone on the ship that you're dating who is lower ranked and, you know, in Starfleet, I think it would be different if she was like, sup, I'm the civilian hairdresser on the ship. And it's like, yeah, that there's no, there's no real potential for, for that to lead to a problem if she were just like civilian or, you know, anything like that, because there would be no danger of like this sort of uh, chain of command problems that we're seeing here. Yeah. I mean, it also assumed there'd be some sort of parallel civilian structure on the ship for all the civilians that live here, but um, we never see that. But I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's reasonable. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, just it's like implied. Yeah, it's implied that there are civilians because, like, Guinan's not oh, yeah. Starfleet. And, like, the the servers on staff are not, you know, Starfleet, because they have, like, like, families who live on the, on the ship who are, like, families to Starfleet, but, like, uh, uh, Keiko's not Starfleet either. No. Um, and, like, there, there could be a line between dependents and actual support personnel. Absolutely. But, like, there's never, like, Charlie, who's in charge of ordering napkins for Guinan. Like there's no, there's no structure for that. He's like, look, guy, you got to be closed during school hours to coordinate between all the little civilian operations they have going on. Um, which yeah, whatever. So I guess it's Riker. I guess Riker does that. So he's qualified to run a hotel after this is all done. So. But um, so yeah, yeah. But that 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 would be a better scenario if there were actual civilians who were mm-hmm. who were doing this. Yeah. But. Yeah. But then, of course, there wouldn't be an episode because there wouldn't be a conflict. (laughs) Yeah. And that's the thing. And we couldn't get rid of this relationship so easily. If this Mm -hmm. was like Jordy and Crusher who were dating and one of them needed to learn a valuable lesson about their inability to separate their professional life from their personal life, at the end, they would just be like, well, we're going to stop dating. But for Picard, um, everybody, he's in command of everybody. So mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't just walk well because it would be it. It's because like Crusher or Jordy, they are only head of like one department on the ship. So you know, if Jordy were to date someone from like the the uh, like command department, it wouldn't yeah. necessarily be like. Because he's engineering their command, like, he would not be in charge of them, even if they were lower ranked. So that would be, like, there wouldn't be as much trouble with that. Versus the captain is obviously in charge of everyone. So everyone is his responsibility. And, like, once you get emotional entanglements in there, it starts to unravel. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean... Picard's worked with all these guys for six years. He's got to be mm-hmm. up there in terms of emotional attachments to Data and Riker. Yeah. Clearly Crusher. But. Yeah. I, I guess we'll get to that whenever we get to that. So um, the deal is there's a firestorm caused by solar flares. 
there's this super firestorm. So she's got to go down there to help protect all these civilians while they're getting them off the, the station. Yeah. And Riker's like, I'm going to send down Neela Darren. And Picard's like, why did he choose you? I'm like, well, because we always choose our most experienced people for every mission. It's yeah. weird, but it's what we do. Yeah, man. and she also, like, she mentioned earlier that she was excited to be able to study the field, like, the, the storms. And so it's like, do you think if if anyone else had been sent, she wouldn't have been like, uh, excuse you, um, I'm going down there. <laughs> like, that's it coming back to yeah. just the fact that she's a very driven person and she's like she's not willing to compromise also some great uh work there with avoiding showing the transporter actually working they just did the light flare (laughs) and then like people stepping out and they didn't have to spend money on the special effects to show the transporter working which is i i just love things like that hey man save your money it's good (laughs) i'd rather star trek be smarter about its money than you know yes have some kind of ostentatious big budget shiny type of thing this is this is back to what i i uh uh saw saw before um they are perfectly clean and (laughs) like put together in this scene literally one cut away from now they are filthy and disgusting so (laughs) what happened to y'all so um Sorry, did they, did they move that transporter? Pa- they moved the transporter console just to make it look like we have a second transporter room. That's ah, adorable. Anyway, um, so yeah, like the deal is like these people do want to get hands on with the universe. They want to study it firsthand, yeah. and that comes with risks, and they they accept those risks. That's like the whole premise of the show. That's why it's not called Star Trek drones, and they just send drones to other planets. <laughs> Um, so yeah, but it's getting dangerous now. Like we realize yeah. the, the tension is slowly ramping up mm-hmm. the situation's getting worse. The firestorm is too fast. Is that what it is? Right. Uh, yes. The firestorm keeps getting faster. Yeah. Well, and then they have to, yeah. uh, the, the, uh, things keeping the storm back need to be calibrated manually because something's oh. gone wrong yeah right. so i i, so, yeah, I believe here, that night- here's sh- hmm? oh go ahead oh yeah yeah no 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 it, you, you set this up that's uh she's she's filthy <laughs> she's filthy it it doesn't look good <laughs> and i'm like did she trip and fall because she seems to be standing in the same place she was before <laughs> yeah <laughs> So it just, it's like, just... it makes me think, like, okay, you just, like, went to do a thing and ate. <laughs> and then you you got up and that was the result. She went full cardio on him, yeah. She's trying to walk down those rock stairs and she, she falls down them. <laughs> so I think in 1990 there were some pretty intense wildfires in uh, Los Angeles. Yeah. So I'm sure some of that fed uh, this 1993 um, oh yeah some of these visuals yeah. and some of the feel so, but it's good we don't have a big cgi fire we have kind of a, a matte painting we got an orbital effect here which might be from the remaster um 
And yeah. then we got some wind, some orange lights, and that, that's what they used to make this thing. Yeah. I mean, I, I personally, I love the, the just, you know, and the, the fact that it's like, oh, we're back in a cave because that's what we can afford to do this time <laughs> around. Or we're back in, you yeah. know, the, the California desert because that's what we can afford to do this episode. <laughs> like, it's, yeah. it's fun to me. Like, like having just like working with whatever you've got sort of thing and working smarter yeah. not harder yeah the ingenuity of star trek is something i really admire when it's being mm-hmm. ingenuity ingenu- ingenuous <laughs> um, that's just not coming to me ingenious there we go um Mm-hmm. But yeah, so so Neela Darren has died, and Picard is is devastated. He opened himself Oof. up, and then he he's, got hurt. He's not having a good time. No. And of course, you've got the the excellent shot of just like ah yes, flute to sad boy Picard. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's a good shot. The, the mu- good way to like... the music is gone. Yeah. And and I, and uh... thus the 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 love. It's a metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it also, also shows I how I love he... when... Hmm? Oh, go ahead. He, he just he just can't cope with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think this is one of those circumstances where this episode wouldn't work with anyone besides Picard. Because, again, going back to the whole, like... If this was about Jordy, if this was about, you know, one of the other leads, would they take it as harsh, like, and as personally, because they're not in charge of absolutely everybody? Where it's like, Picard knows that the reality is he's in charge of everybody. And, like, sometimes Starfleet officers go on a mission and die. Like, and the fact that he cannot... Like, he's supposed to be able to sort of compartmentalize that fact of his life, but then his realization that when he's emotionally involved, he can't. Like, he just can't compartmentalize correctly. Right. And it's a big flaw. It's a big flaw in Picard. Um, Yeah. One which he does not resolve. (laughs) Um, Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which he just says, I'm not going to try to... I can't do that. Hmm? Yeah. Yeah, I think I was I was going to say it's I think a mark of like P- the Picard characterization that he really he doesn't want to like resolve that aspect. He because if he he how do I want to say it? If he stops like taking it hard when the people like he cares about are, you know, in danger then he'll lose part of what makes him like the captain he is it it's a little bit uh a a little bit of that like kirk i don't believe in no win situation sort of thing but less sort of less stubborn it's a little bit more resigned um I can see that. The thing is, there are not people that Picard cares deeply about 
that he would lose his crap. Ah, God, Star Trek Generations. Um, I mean, maybe, I, I guess you're right. Like, um, there are people that he does care deeply about that we don't see regularly. Mm-hmm. They're not his crew, but if he were to lose them, what is it with this guy in fire? Uh, but if he were to lose them, then uh, he wouldn't know how to deal with that. <laughs> Um, obviously, Listen, so he chooses uh, not, he, not to he's, be close to people. If fire is his enemy, he's a water sign, clearly. It's just him being a silly little cancer. True. I am not an astrology bitch, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have to, I mean, maybe if you were uh, an astronomy person, he might date you. <laughs> I don't know, that, that could have been clever. So uh, you tried, womp womp. <laughs> so he goes, "Hey, you could always resign." And yeah, she goes, "Hey, you could resign." Yeah. So it's Ooh. it's also bollocks that she has to leave the primo assignment yes. of the Enterprise. Yeah, because yeah, he that's can't, that's he the can't thing put where... his heart back in a box. Yeah, and and I think that's. It's very much, because uh, yeah, the Enterprise is the flagship. It's like the place everyone wants to be, and That's because funny. he's higher ranked than she is, it's not him who leaves. And it's like, it's it's back on that sort of like low key, uh, uh, messed up sort of, even though it's past the point of like sexism like within the the fiction of the universe yeah it's still this may not be necessarily sexism but it is like it's preferring him because of his rank yeah and i just i i just feel like they could have cut it off and she could have continued to have Mm -hmm. this great assignment and he could have just dealt with it yeah but whatever. Yeah. They have to but, she will leave forever but, and never come back. Exactly. Um it's like we can't have another recurring character to keep track of. We've got Crusher for that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But so. yeah, and so it it does it it feels a little bit unsatisfying at the very very end there because it is so yeah. very like like it kind of hits you with this this little bout of Hey, yeah, uh, she's just gone now, and her only crime was <laughs> dating the captain. Like, yeah. And, and yeah, yeah it, it, it feels a little bit like, ooh, ooh. Yeah, it's a downer ending, but I think not for the reasons they think mm-hmm. it is. Yes, so. yeah. And it's like, well, I don't know. It just seems silly and kind of kind of pointless in general. Strong, affecting, but just what's yes, the point of it? Absolutely, absolutely, and it it's a great it's a great episode for continuing like the the Picard storyline, but it feels a little bit cheap that they had like a female character have to sacrifice just to keep Picard growing, sort of thing. Like, like yeah, we've gross. got this this you know yeah and and that's that's the other thing is does he really grow from this or does he just sort of keep doing the same thing because like you said before he really doesn't get over this 
uh, like, almost bullheaded uh, feeling of, oh, well, I am not going to feel emotions for another person. (laughs) I would never do that. I'm a captain. Don't you know when you graduate from captain school, they take away your emotion chip? Um, you know, and it's just like, yo, dude, you can't pretend like that. Like, talk to Deanna. Like, talk to Deanna, please, and actually listen to her. But, you know, yeah. So, like you said, it's it's a downer ending, but I don't think it's a downer for the reasons they tried to make it a downer. I think they wanted it to be this sort of uh, uh, touching, like, oh, Poor Picard, he's a captain, and therefore incapable of having a romantic interest. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. no, actually, he's perfectly capable. It's it's on him to, you know, get get his butt in gear and and like grow as a person to to be able to sustain his rank and his personal life on two sort of separate boxes. Yeah, yeah. I, I think if they'd taken that final scene, just cut it in half, and at the end of it, like, Deanna comes out of Picard's bathroom with, like, a, a bag of those chocolate ch- potato chips, right? <laughs> potato, they have ch- she's like, a whole yeah. bag, and she's like, yeah, you guys you guys need couples counseling. I have a nightmare on Thursday. <laughs> yo, this, hey. This is manageable. Uh, uh... Yo, Jean-Luc, um, I'll see you Thursday, right, man? Like, yeah. you gotta you gotta talk about this with someone and him just, like, nodding and going, yeah, I should probably go to therapy. Like, and yeah. she's like, hey, um, I just remembered that you, like, had a whole life and then you died. Um, you want to talk about that ever? And he's like, <laughs> you know, you're right. I've never actually, um, dealt with that all of those emotions and the way that they affected me personally. And instead of taking them out on my next relationship, I think I should probably see a therapist. <laughs> like th- This is also the season where he got tortured and he chose to keep getting oh, tortured right. on the, the mistaken, right? Not mistaken, but he was lied to belief that it was sparing Dr. Crusher getting tortured. God. And we wonder why the man has issues. Good yeah. golly. So, yeah. So I think I think the moral of this and almost every uh, uh, Star Trek episode where people are left emotionally uh, unsatisfied, I think the answer to all of these is very simply, can we get some therapy? Deanna's trying. <laughs> she's trying so hard. Deanna's trying so hard, but she's one woman. Like, like every two weeks, it's a new thing. like there's a listen she she uh deserves um some really good alcohol like i'm not talking since the hall she deserves (laughs) some really good real life alcohol real life grown-up alcohol that she gets to drink while she does her klingon uh heavy metal night um it's the future she she can do some heavy drugs (laughs) She can hotbox it. <laughs> you know, whatever hot helps her get by. Oh my gosh! Yes, yeah. That's listen. That's so. her. That's her little personal therapy. Um, <laughs> and then the rest of the week, she's just like, oh, shit. Shit. like last month, 
uh, you know, I don't know, Jordy O'Brien. Was eaten like, by a dog. Like, was yeah, oh, Jordy was almost eaten. O- O'Brien went to space jail. Wait, no, that's DS9. Oh. <laughs> that's DS9, yeah. DS9, like, yeah. Like, there's so so many things happen just on a weekly basis and Deanna's trying her best so you know the fact that Picard fell through the cracks of of getting therapy really is not surprising yeah I mean I mean Riker's like oh another girlfriend of mine died again but then as soon as Troy's <laughs> like hey that guy from uh who plays the werewolf in True Blood's pretty hot and Riker's like who is he what's his name <laughs> it's like come on she Gosh. has a lot to deal with, is what I'm saying. She she really deal. does. Deanna Troy is a, a certified saint. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, and she needs to be paid more. But given that there's no currency in their society, again, she should yeah. be allowed to hotbox in the shuttlecrafts whenever she wants. I mean, who knows? Maybe she is. <laughs> we don't know. We only see what's on yeah. screen. We we don't know. Sadly maybe not. that's why Deanna so. disappears from episodes sometimes. I like mean, she's just not there. Seasons? Yeah. She has her own time. Yeah, it's because that's her one day off and she's they're like, No, coping. you don't bother Deanna hard. on 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 her one day off. Because yeah. if you do you won't like what you see. Yeah, it's just bad for everybody. So. But yeah, that's um, that's lessons. <laughs> and so. the lesson was, I Picard's messed up, man. Picard's got baggage. Yeah. So, um, it's a, it's a, it's a good deconstruction of you know, rank and fraternization, and. You know, why sometimes there are lines that exist, but yeah. mostly, like, you gotta learn to get over some stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, next, not next week, two weeks from now, because we have a new schedule, I'm gonna be doing the chase. I don't know with who, if anyone, but I'm, we're gonna <laughs> find, we're gonna find out in two weeks. Uh, so in- exciting. Till then, remember Rand. I'll make this short because. Everyone hates credits. Star Trek is property of CBS Television Studios. We are watching Star Trek The Next Generation on Netflix. We are talking over Discord. And we are recording and editing on Audacity, the free audio editor and recorder. The Beige and the Bold is hosted on Anchor and can be found on most podcasting platforms. I would also like to thank our senior officer Patreons for their support. They also make video editions of this podcast and remasters of old episodes possible. So thank you to Tracker by Moonlight and Miss Jess. If you have any questions or concerns about the show, please contact me at vanvelding at gmail.com or on Twitter at vanvelding. Thank you and remember Rand.